This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, NTL sports fans. It's another edition of the NTL Now podcast, and of course, glad to have you along no matter what platforms you are downloading on, whether it be right from the NTL sports website, maybe you're downloading us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, it doesn't matter. Regardless, thanks again for tuning in to yet another edition. Shane Wilber here with you, as always. Uh, no Joe Carry on this week, unfortunately, timing and scheduling not in our favor, but uh, Joe will be along in future episodes to again uh, bring the band back together so we'll look forward to that but uh, only one guest this week on the podcast actually as uh, you know it's been kind of a crazy week uh, with uh, all the sports pretty much uh, log jamming all kinds of games this week so it was kind of hard to track down uh, any coaches this week but uh, coming up here in a future episode I'm actually on the uh, prowess of trying to track down Northeast Bradford volleyball coach Vanessa Perez mainly because the Lady Panthers are 5-0 and right now to start the season but also it's just a great start to the year for the Lady Panthers so uh, we definitely want to give them some love coming up as the volleyball season goes on so hopefully uh, coming up here in a future episode we'll be able to catch up with Coach Perez and uh, talk about the Lady Panthers but uh, also uh, coming up here a little bit later on we are going to talk with Bobby Baker that's right my broadcast partner that you hear with me on Wiggle 100 uh, every now and then uh, Bob and I we catch up this week as uh, you know last week uh, unfortunately Unfortunately, due to social distancing and numbers, Bob was unable to join me in the press box. Uh, he won't be with me this week at Sare, but, uh, you know, it was still great to catch up with him, kind of get his analysis. I'm telling you, nobody breaks down numbers. Nobody uh, loves to talk NTL football as much as that guy. So, yes, we'll definitely catch up with Bob Baker coming up a little bit, and uh, I encourage you to check out his new thing going on as well, as he has now become a part of the Northern Tier Sports Report as well. Check out his little uh, featured uh, segment that he's writing uh, in column as well from time to time. It's called Baker Sports Pen. So go ahead and check that out at ntsportsreport.com. That's uh, on the way for uh, people to go ahead and check out as well. But like I said, uh, coming up a little bit later on, we'll recap week three and talk week four football with Bobby. That's on the horizon for you here this week as well. But as we get this podcast started this week, I've got some interesting thoughts I want to share here coming up in just a short. We're going to talk about from defeated to victorious. That's right. That's on the horizon coming up for you here in just a short. So stick around. We're going to thank our friends from Circle W Sports, and we'll be right back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports.
And back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, Shane Wilbur here with you. And as I gave you a little teaser just a little bit ago, I told you uh, I want to share some thoughts here uh, going from defeated to victorious. And what I mean by that is sometimes I think we really get caught up in the success of programs. And while it's great to be able to support winning programs, sometimes you really learn more, I think, from defeat. I think you learn more about the character of an athlete and a team and a coaching staff and much more, you know. So sometimes in defeat, I think you uh, learn more life lessons. I think we would all kind of agree with that in some sentiment, right? So that's why to kick off this week's podcast, I want to start with some commending of a program that unfortunately had fallen on tough times. And by that, I mean the Tawanda Boys Soccer Program. Okay, let's picture a senior class that has not enjoyed winning for the last four years. Okay, so the Tawanda Black Knights uh, Boys Soccer Program, they've gone out They've played hard, they've battled, and unfortunately just have not had the ability to taste victory. And for that program this week, that was finally a streak that was snapped. So to start this week's podcast, I just I want to give a tip of the cap to the players, the coaches who have been involved throughout the trials and tribulations here through this program, and of course be able to give a, a, a big kind of commending to this senior class for not quitting, for not giving up, for staying the course and just believing that some way, somehow, they were going to break through and finally end this streak. And earlier this week, they were able to defeat Williamson by a score of 5-2 to two for Coach Lambert uh, for the Tawanda Black Knights. I mean, there was a lot of great excitement uh, for him as, you know, he, he felt great not only uh, for the program, but also, of course, for the seniors, for them to finally break through. Something I think that's uh, really lost in all of this is, you know, we sit here and, you know, sometimes we, we moan and groan through losses. And obviously losing is never the thing that uh, you want to endure throughout uh, a scholastic career or, you know, just a uh, rec sports or whatever. But sometimes it really says a lot about young kids who are willing to stick it out, who are willing to play for love of the game. And if if victory comes their way, it just makes things a whole lot sweeter. And I don't know how many more victories this Tawanda team uh, will enjoy this year, but for at least a moment and for a night, this Tawanda team was able to break through and make all that hard work, all that uh, extra sprinting, all those calisthenics, all that exercise, all that training worth it to be able to say, you know what, uh, for one glorious night in high school sports and in our soccer season, we were finally able to break through and put a W in the column. And of course, for this Tawanda team, they've been so close. They were close with Sayre earlier in the season. North Penn Liberty, they had close uh, 1-1 at halftime. For this team to be able to bond and somehow find a way to fight through all the struggles and everything they've had to overcome. I mean, this is just something that we really need to just kind of kick back and applaud. And for everybody in the Tawanda soccer community uh, in that boys program, Man, I hope you guys just relish in this, and you know I hope it brings you closer together as a team, and I hope you know all the uh, community can be proud to, to see a team and a bunch of young men who you know never quit 
never uh, gave up. They just kept battling all the time. It's, it's their time to shine. It's their moment. And, of course, you know, they've got uh, a lot more season to endure uh, throughout the rest of the year. But you find out a lot more, I think, about, you know, young athletes and how they overcome adversity rather than, you know, when you're on top. Because it's easy to enjoy success. When you're the team that's overcoming adversity, you find out really quick what you're made of and what you will do and how much you're willing to take uh, before you're willing to quit. And for these kids not to give up and not to quit, I think just says a lot uh, about this team. And uh, Coach Lambert and that squad, you know, you guys be very proud and uh, keep doing things the way you're doing it because obviously you kids are the uh, kind of that great example of adversity and not quitting. So uh, big thanks to uh, that program for showing us all that you just got to stick with it. And the more you grind, the more you grind, the more you grind, eventually all that hard work is going to pay off. So yes, as I was, uh, you know, kind of teasing you earlier, I told you I had some thoughts to share and I hope, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, you know, a team like that can be an inspiration, uh, not only to older athletes, but also, you know, some of the younger ones as well that uh, are in the uh, younger programs, you know, not only in Tawanda, but uh, also around the NTL as well. I'm telling you, you know, sometimes it's just, it just takes a lot of hard work and a lot of grinding. And, you know, maybe the W's won't always be more than the L's, but uh, in life, you know, W's will be a lot more earned if you are willing to overcome adversity. So I, for one, am glad we have a program like that in the NTL. All right, let's continue on with the podcast coming up here in just a bit. We're going to recap some scores, give you a quick look around some other action here in the Northern Tier League. We're going to talk volleyball and more. That's all on the horizon. Plus, still to come here in the podcast this week, we get ready to recap week three and break down week four of NTL football as well. So stick around, keep it here. We're going to thank some more sponsors and be right back here on the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. The fall season is in full swing, and let's be real, nobody wants to cook these days. So what's the suggestion and the solution? The Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, for carry-out or dine-in, 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. The NTL Now podcast rolls on here in this edition. And again, a big thanks to everybody out there who is tuned in. And I don't care how you are downloading us, whether it is on the NTL Sports website, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, regardless. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, enjoying the NTL Now podcast this week. And of course, remember, you can follow the Northern Tier League as well at ntlsports.com. Also, you can check them out uh, on Twitter as well for more information as you can follow that uh, at NTL Athletics as well. So yes, plenty of different ways you can follow on social media. Remember, you can give the NTL Now podcast some love as well on social media. You can do that by going to our Facebook page, NTL Now Podcast. You can also do it on Instagram if you wish to do it that way as well. And of course, uh, for those of you who are hooked in to the Twitter world as well, you can give us a follow that way as well by going 
going to at NTL now pod. So yeah, social media, the way of the world and kind of the way we stay in touch with all of our great listeners out there. And remember, if you have any feedback or comments, remember, feel free to uh, drop us any kind of feedback you might have. That's always more than welcome. So sports fans, don't let us down out there in the NTL, you know, uh, drop the positivity. Hey, maybe you even have some critiques. I'm good with that as well. Just uh, keep that feedback coming on uh, any of our platforms and we'll uh, gladly address it. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll even get a shout out for uh, being a really good suggester too. You just never know. It all comes around like that, doesn't it? But as the podcast continues on here this week, uh, again, you know, we've got some other NTL sports that we need to recap this week. Mainly, uh, I didn't really get a chance to uh, touch on a lot of the uh, district golf that uh, is taking place kind of during the recording of this podcast. But if any of our NTL golfers somehow advance on through the district golf tournament, we'll be sure to give them some love coming up next week here in the podcast. So I'll have to uh, keep my eye on that I'll be in contact with Brian Fees about that I think he's over at Eaglesmere today uh, for the District 4 golf tournament so that's something on the horizon to think about but let's get into some recap of the week you know I was telling you about the Tawanda Black Knights soccer team's big win here just a little bit ago we got some other big wins as well and you know I was telling you earlier uh, I was trying to track down Northeast Bradford volleyball coach Vanessa Perez this week unfortunately you know just you know sometimes things don't work out you know you're not able to uh, get the contact and uh, you know get those interviews set up but hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with her coming up here uh, a little bit later on you know the Lady Panthers right now 5-0 and to start the season I mean that's really great for that Lady Panthers program and you know they've got uh, some really good players going on there you know namely of course uh, everybody knows uh, Emily Sushan and of course uh, you know that uh, Panther squad as well but you know for them to be 5-0 and that's a great season for them out of the gate thus far I think they're next game will be coming up uh, on Saturday I believe there at Wyalusing but uh, they had to battle this week they had a big uh, matchup with Athens earlier this week the Lady Panthers able to win three sets to two in that action you know that one went all the way down to the fifth set so you know for the Northeast Bradford Lady Panthers to uh, somehow outlast Athens in that big matchup I mean that's uh, you know a big win for those Lady Panthers, you know, and uh, checking out the scoring in that one quick, you know, Northeast, of course, as I said, now undefeated. Uh, let's see here. It was uh, Athens actually taking the first set 25 to 16. Northeast Bradford, though, would rally. They would take the next two sets, 25-21 and 25-19, respectfully. Athens, though, would tie it up at two sets, uh, one apiece, as they would win the fourth set, 25-18. And then in the deciding set, it was uh, Northeast Bradford who would win the fifth set 15 to 13 for the win so yes a big win there for the northeast bradford lady panthers and congratulations to them for uh, winning and uh, being undefeated so far on the season now let's go to the scoreboard this week uh, from some earlier action uh, this week the athens wildcats boys soccer team they down northeast bradford's by a score of two to one girls tennis action tawanda overtaking wellsboro by a score of four to one now i'm actually kind of in the midst of uh, trying to track down uh, some tennis action as well from tawanda that girls tennis team they've been on a, a pretty good run as well so yes we got to, uh, you know, get some tennis talk going here as well in the podcast. Something I didn't do last year, I got to rectify that this year. So I'm going to do that. But yes, congratulations.
congratulations to the Tawanda girls tennis team uh, for a win over Wellsboro earlier this week and uh, their continuing action as well coming up here as the week goes on. All right, let's get to girls soccer action, shall we? Where Wyalusing blanks Northeast Bradford six to nothing. Tawanda with an eight goal effort. They top Sarah this week by a score of eight to one in girls cross country action this week. It was uh, the Tawanda Lady Knights topping Kalineski Valley as they beat uh, the Lady Indians 27-28. Kalineski Valley would top Northeast Bradford 22-33, and Tawanda would also top Northeast Bradford 23-36. Other action this week in girls cross country, Wyalusing tops North Penn Mansfield by a score of 20-41. In boys cross country action, it was Kalineski Valley topping Tawanda 21-36. CV would complete the uh, trifecta in that action as they would take down Northeast Bradford as well by a score of 21-34. And to round out the tri-meet, Northeast Bradford tops Tawanda 27-28. In other action, it was Wyalusing topping North Penn Mansfield uh, by a score of 17 to 38. Now, of course, as I told you earlier, it was Northeast Bradford volleyball topping Athens this week by a score of three sets to two. Well, Athens would rally later this week and they would take down Wyalusing by a score of three sets to one. So Athens so far this week, one and one in volleyball action as well. Uh, looking at some other action from earlier this week, uh, boys soccer, Northeast Bradford tops Tawanda seven to one. And in girls tennis, it was Kalineski Valley taking down Tawanda by a score of three matches to two in that action. And that's a quick recap of sports information and updates and scores from around the Northern Tier League. And of course, all that information brought to you by the Northern Tier Sports Report online at ntsportsreport.com. That's right. You can follow Chris Manning as he's doing a lot of great work there. And of course, uh, you know, Tim Burney uh, for another great uh, sports website here in the Northern Tier League. And of course, uh, you know, if you want more Valley uh, oriented information check him out as well that's tim bernie at valley sports report Dot com uh, for information there through Athens, Sayre, and of course up into the New York schools as well. Now, of course, you know, the regular season uh, getting ready to wind down here as we are heading into the month of October. Now, as far as district information and stuff like that goes, I'm not quite caught up yet on how all of the uh, district action and stuff is going to go. That's kind of going to be my task for next week, so I can kind of get you caught up in that. Now, as far as other information goes, uh, with districts uh, we did get a press release this week regarding football in district four and of course uh, for that we have uh, each team uh, this year must play at least three games to be able to qualify for the District 4 football playoffs. So, I mean, you've got that uh, prerequisite of at least three games. Now, of course, you know, you've got some teams who have not yet met that. You know, I know uh, the Troy Trojans, I believe, may be the only team right now. Oh, no, Wyalusing as well. And uh, I think Kalineski Valley, too, are at least teams that uh, have pretty much uh, met that standard so far of having played three games. But I know there's a lot of other teams in the league that uh, have yet to play three games, but are at least close. I know Athens this week, they're getting ready uh, you know, to play their third game of the season. Canton, though, they're hoping to get back to action soon, so hopefully they can get in a couple more games as well to make themselves playoff eligible and uh, we'll just see where things go. But it was interesting to see that uh, come out uh, this week about how District 4 would uh, put down a prerequisite, or a prerequisite I should say, for three games uh, to be played for districts. You know, I think that's kind of a, a good thing, you know, so at least the teams know where they are. Now, on the flip side, 
Might have been a little better to have that information uh, earlier uh, before the season started, so we kind of knew where the playing field was. But uh, you know what? At least now everybody knows uh, where the deck is stacked and uh, what needs to be done in order to get there into the District 4 playoffs. So that's going to be a topic that uh, I get ready to discuss here with Bob Baker, and uh, that's on the horizon as well as uh, we'll talk the NTL Week 3 recap. And we will also preview the Week 4 matchup as well. A couple of big ones this week as Athens will be hosting Tawanda and of course the Sarah Redskins will be hosting Wyalusing as well. So Bob and I, we're going to talk about those. We've got the NTL Week 3 recap on the horizon. I know all of you football fans out there have been waiting patiently for us to talk football, so guess what? That's coming up next, so go grab a drink, a snack, come right back and listen to more right here on the NTL Now Podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. I'm sure by now that if you ask your friend or relative how their child learned how to drive, they would tell you Max Driving Academy in Canton. That's right. Call 570-404-7815 or visit maxdrivingacademy.com or the page on Facebook for more information. Don't stress any longer about how your child's going to learn how to get their license. Trust the expert Tim McAninch at Max Driving Academy and your child will be the safest driver around. That's Max Driving Academy in Canton. All right, we are back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, and it is time to talk some Northern Tier League football this week. And glad to be joined by not only my broadcast partner, but also featured writer on ntsportsreport.com. That's right. You can check him out, uh, his featured article, Baker Sports Pen. Check that out from time to time on the website as well. And it gives me great pleasure now to welcome in my broadcast partner and writer, Bob Baker. And Bob, I got to tell you, man, it has been uh, quite the interesting start here to the Northern Tier League's regular season. But before we get into that, just quickly, uh, this week we got the notice from District 4 on how the playoff format is going to work. And uh, basically, all the classifications are cut in half now, where single A and quad A each get two teams. The double uh, A and triple A's will each get four. Talk about really uh, ramping up the emphasis on winning right here in the middle part of the season. Yeah, it becomes uh, very important, especially with the uh, shortened seasons. I was noticing today, um, Athens with just six scheduled games, um, a lot of teams have seven. Canton is going to probably lose four of their games due to the COVID uh, situation. Hopefully they can get a couple of those back, but they don't play, I guess, till the middle of October again. So you wonder how that's going to affect your district standings and everything. But, uh, for the most part, we've seen most teams have two games played. A couple teams, South Williamsport, and I believe it was Loyal Sock, just opened up their seasons last week. So 
some things probably to still work out, but I give uh, credit to the district for trying to put together a district four playoff for the teams. And what's crazy about this is, is one part uh, in the emphasis of this is you have to have a minimum of three games played to even be uh, qualified. So uh, like you said, you know, you even mentioned Canton here a little bit ago. They're actually hoping to be back on the practice field, uh, hopefully in the near future to try and at least get uh, two or three games in anyway to try and make that qualifier. But yeah, definitely uh, a bombshell there coming uh, right here in the middle part of the season by District 4. But like you said, uh, a great effort uh, trying to be put together by uh, District 4 to at least get a district playoff in. Now, uh, if you didn't uh, see this uh, earlier uh, actually this week, it uh, was actually reported by the morning call that uh, District 11 is actually opting out of the state playoffs altogether, and they're going to have just their own district tournament. So, I mean, District 4 at least ramping things up so that they can at least be a part of the tournament. Yeah, you would hope uh, a team like Canton, we saw them in the opening week against Troy, looked so well. They played so good in that comeback victory over the Trojans that, you know, a team like that gets a chance to participate in the district playoffs. So let's hope they can get their schedule back in gear and hopefully we can get the Warriors in the District 4 playoffs. Definitely, for sure. And, of course, uh, you know, the one thing now uh, with Troy uh, kind of being on the shelf for a couple of weeks, at least they already have that three-game uh, minimum to at least be considered for. Their thing's going to be, can they uh, somehow get back on the field and maybe earn some more power ranking points to try and jump into the top four? Because uh, if you take a look at that top four in District 4 AA, that's going to be a tall hurdle to climb, especially with the likes of uh, a big win from Bloomsburg last week and of course uh, Central Columbia looking pretty solid too there uh, in the top spots of uh, District 4 AA but hey that's for a conversation at a different time we've got Northern Tier League football to uh, worry about here as we head into uh, the fourth week of the Northern Tier League season and of course uh, you know let's quickly look back at last week and oh my gosh what a Friday night I had at Peterson Stadium last week I'm just kind of curious you know kind of give me some of your thoughts some of your takes out of that Athens Wyalusing game I was curious to see how Wyalusing was going to play Friday night and from all indications it looks like they are a team to really take into consideration this year uh they only won two games last week they won their opening two this year and playing against the team from Athens that looks to be on the rebound also I was, I was very impressed with both teams uh they both played good solid football games defensively I think they did well. Um, Athens with that big second quarter stand where they, they gave up the long drive to Wyalusing, but uh, the Rams did not score. And then Athens going right back downfield to close out the second quarter uh, with a touchdown drive of their own, I believe that was about 14, 15 plays. So a uh, big uh, defensive stand by Athens. In that second quarter, I think Wyalusing ran one series, four and out, and then they got the ball back at the end of that. Well, they had their long drive, then they got the ball back with um, less than uh, 10 seconds to play. So uh, Athens' defense looking very very well in that. And then to open up the third quarter while losing got the ball to start, Athens' defense again, three and out, three and out, one first down in, in uh, the Rams' next possession, and then in the following possession, the Wildcats come up with an interception. So they really shut down that high-potent Wailusing attack that we were expecting to see, or Wailusing getting the late the touchdown late in the game to make the score close and then had a chance to actually tie late. But again, 
Athens defense really showed its muscle and uh, put together a nice effort. So good win for the Wildcats. I guess if you've got to look at it, the Rams situation, a tough loss, but a very competitive loss. You know, and I think uh, one of the things that stood out in my mind at that game on Friday night was the fact that, you know, so much emphasis was talked about, you know, Shane Reed as a ball carrier for the Athens Wildcats, and all of a sudden Caleb Nichols emerges as the main ball carrier for them Friday night. And I'm telling you what, for a sophomore, this might be uh, Coach Jack Young's kind of uh, newfound gem to run between the tackles. I mean, we remember, you know, probably, what, three or four years ago, Zach Jane kind of burst onto the scene, and uh, I think he's he might have found his new workhorse uh, in uh, Caleb Nichols because this kid between the tackles, he was just chewing up yards Friday night. Yeah, nice ball game for Nichols. I had him with 80 yards. He had the 39-yard touchdown run, so obviously he's ready to go, and if you put him with Reed, that's a nice one-two combination. Athens, a number of uh, good receivers, and uh, Mason Lister just continues to get better as a quarterback all the time. That's very true. And, of course, uh, quickly, just one side note out of that game. Uh, hopefully uh, this week, uh, obviously, our game of the week will be Wyloosing at Sayre. We'll talk about it coming up here in just a bit. But for the Wyloosing Rams, uh, hopefully things are okay with receiver Isaiah Way. Of course, he left that game uh, early in the first quarter. Obviously, you know, that puts a really big damper on the Wyloosing offense, takes away another weapon uh, for quarterback Mitchell Berg. So hopefully uh, this week he was able to mend a little bit. We'll see him on the field Friday, and uh, things will go uh, you know a little smoother offensively uh, for the Rams this week. But uh, you know you just touched on uh, quarterback Mason Lister, and like I said, as I was reading Baker Sports Pen uh, earlier today, I noticed you know not only uh, were you talking about Mason Lister, but also you know kind of the Valley's uh, newfound uh, youth at quarterback pairing him with uh, Sayers Lucas Horton as well, and how the Valley really has kind of that uh, nice, bright future at quarterback between Athens and Sayre and uh, Lister and Horton. Yeah, that could be a nice, interesting rival the next two years. I believe they are both sophomores, and it's too bad they're only going to play two more times. It'd be nice to see them. Really glad it maybe twice a year and watch the two of them battle out. But uh, Valley, Valley fans in uh, Athens and Sayre really looking forward to uh, the development of both of those quarterbacks. They put together some nice numbers so far in the early going this year. Now, what's going to be interesting is, I mean, Lucas Horton now starting to get snaps, starting to get some reps here, starting to get, to get into the flow of this Sarah offense. I'm curious if uh, Coach Gorman, once Braden Horton comes back healthy, if the starting job is his, or do you maybe just start to build around the sophomore, let Lucas kind of take the reins and see if Braden's athleticism can help you out in other places? Yeah, nice decision to have up there when you've got two young, talented players that can both play the quarterback position. So uh, we'll leave that up to Coach Gorman, though. That's going to be his decision to make. That's very true. And, of course, you know, as we uh, said, it's been quite the uh, start here to the regular season and of course you know now we get ready to launch ourselves into week number four and uh, unfortunately this week you know we are going to be down about four teams this week uh, because of uh, games with Canton and Troy and unfortunately that took Wellsboro off the board this week and North Penn Mansfield as well so hopefully you know we get our full stack of Northern Tier League teams back in action here soon but a couple of the games we do have on the slate you know I mean we've talked about Athens already 
already. They've got a big one this week with the Tawanda Black Knights. I'm curious to see how the Black Knights rebound now that they've kind of had a week off, had a week to maybe nurse some injuries and get themselves back right. I'm curious to see how the preparation goes and how they come out Friday night uh, in this big rivalry game. Yeah, you have to wonder, you know, that's one of those games we could probably quote as a so-called trap game. You know, Tawanda going up hasn't shown a lot offensively this year. The coach Dossie with an extra week uh, free to work on that. And Athens coming off that big win against Wyloosing. They've got next week off if my schedule is correct. So Athens better be ready because, you know, Tawanda with time to prepare always seems to put together a good effort. Coach Dossie will will get the most out of his team. So if I'm Athens and Coach Young, and we know he'll have his team ready, but they just better be careful this week with the Black Knights traveling up to the Valley. This bye week had to have benefited Tawanda just from the fact of, you know what, uh, they, they lost their starting quarterback week one. I, I think this off week kind of helps the, the coaching staff, you know, sit down their, their new youngster and say, look, this is, you know, a new venture for all of us. We just need to kind of get you riled into the offense here and uh, let's try and work together and let's start building this thing in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree. You know, when you when you throw a young player into that spot, it's, it's tough. And it, you just need all the work you can get working with the receivers, getting your timing down. And I look for the Knights to put together a good effort this week. Athens Wildcats, of course, they are coming in with a lot of momentum here. You know, they looked really good on Friday night at Wyalusing. Of course, they didn't play the week before at Canton, so they were a well-rested bunch. They came out really uh, asserting themselves. One thing I think that uh, remains true with the Athens Wildcats is as much as we tout Lister's improvement as a quarterback and throwing the ball, we know that with a Jack Young coach team, you're going to have a fullback, you're going to have an eye back, and they are going to find a way to run the football in one way or another. Yeah, they're a ground game this year. And like you say, now that they've got that nice one-two punch up there with uh, Nichols and, and Reed, you know, more weapons, the better for Coach Young. He can get very creative offensively, and uh, they'll be ready to go, that's for sure. Lockhart Street Bowl, of course, this is going to be the Wiggle 100 game of the week. I'll be there uh, to cover this one, as you know, the NTL schedule was uh, pretty light this week, so we really had just two games in the coverage area to go with, so uh, we kind of uh, did rock, paper, scissors with Wiggle and the bridge to see who was going where, and uh, this is the one that uh, Wiggle's going to have this week, but yeah, you know, why losing and Sarah? I, you know, as, as much as I was impressed with Mitchell Burke throwing throwing the ball last week and he does have a really good arm I think it's his legs that you really have to be concerned about if you're the Sarah defense this week he is a very nice dual threat quarterback for that Rams offense he is I have him uh, third most yards in the NTL he's got five touchdowns rushing this year 240 yards we've seen him score on some long scoring runs I believe he had a 50 yarder against Athens to open up the scoring so Burke you're so correct double threat Almost, I'm looking at the numbers real quick, about 700 total yards on the air from Mitchell throwing and rushing the ball. So, yeah, you're right. A threat both ways, and the Redskins are going to have to be ready for that. 
Now, of course, uh, when it comes with Mitchell Burke, you also have to prepare for number 15 as well because Sean Cameron, Wyloosing is very creative in trying to find ways to get him the ball. I mean, he's not just a receiver. They will bring him on jet sweeps. They will do him with toss sweeps. I mean, Coach Buckman and that Wyloosing Rams offensive coordinator scheme, they definitely have found ways, uh, unique ways, to get the ball in Cameron's hands. They know where their playmakers are. Yeah, they'd like to get the ball to him. 16 catches already on the year. Uh, almost 300 yards in total receiving yards. So, yeah, he is a threat anytime he gets his it gets his hands on the ball. Now, of course, that takes us over to the Sarah Redskins. Now, this is going to be my first look at this Sarah Redskins team. Of course, you know, you have an opportunity every now and then to look at uh, some players, some stats like that. But uh, really, you know, I think this team goes – as Lucas Horton keeps improving and keeps developing. I mean, I kind of toss out the rusty rail game, you know, because that just seemed like a game that neither team was able to get into a rhythm. I think 19 penalties that night kind of really just foiled both teams. But uh, Sarah last week with a nice bounce back, they put up 35, get a nice win over Kalineski Valley. So it, it seems like Lucas Horton is taking this team in the right direction. Yep, you've got Horton at quarterback, but you've got a pair of good running backs up there in Sarah and David Northrup and Jake Bennett. Now, last week, Northrop, uh, 100-yard game against Kalineski Valley. They both scored touchdowns, so they like to use both of them, keeping things balanced. Uh, Northrop, over 200 yards on the year already. Uh, Bennett balances that out with about 150, 160 total yards, so they will go to the ground game if they need to and they're not afraid to try that. I know. I think, you know, one of the main things I'm looking forward to here is the war of attrition inside. You know, I think what was great about watching Wyloosing last week is, you know, they're back to kind of some old Wyloosing football days where they've got young, beefy linemen right in the middle of not only their offense but also their defense. And uh, I'm curious to see how Sarah may hold up here against a, a very stout line that Wyloosing's bringing. Yeah, Wyloosing will bring the big boys up I'm not sure how Sarah will stack up against them, but so far their ground game this year has been very good. They'll need to keep it going this weekend, though. All right, so yes, that uh, pretty much uh, recaps our NTL season thus far and, of course, leads us right into the NTL Week 4 this week. And, of course, as we just talked about, you've got the Tawanda Black Knights and the Athens Wildcats. That will actually be heard on our sister station, 95.3 The Bridge. You can also stream it live on 953thebridge.com. And then, of course, uh, coming up Friday night on Wiggle 100 as well, we will have the Sarah Redskins and Wyloosing Rams. That'll be our game of the week from the Lockhart Street Bowl. So looking forward to another great week of NTL football coverage. And Bob, it was your first time on the NTL Now podcast. I got to tell you, I know you were a little nervous when we got this thing started. I think you've uh, maybe uh, dawned on a new potential uh, segment here, you know, uh, from time to time. We might bring you in just to, uh, you know, make sure your broadcasting chops stay healthy. Well, I appreciate it. I've, I've had the pleasure of working with you and you've taught me a lot. So uh, that always helps when you work with a good good associates it's always it becomes that much easier to do your job so hopefully we can see you maybe friday night up in the broadcast booth sounds like a plan man we'll uh, see how things go but uh, of course again check out bob baker's work you can read the baker sports pen on the northern tier sports report website just go to ntsportsreport.com you can check out uh, baker sports pen there so bob baker thank you so much for taking some time here on the podcast this week and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road my friend my pleasure shane Enjoy talking with you.
Always a great time to be able to sit down with my friend, colleague, broadcast partner, and stat guru, Bob Baker, here uh, in this week's edition of the NTL Now podcast. And, of course, a big thanks to him for making some time for me here this week. I know he was really uh, enjoying talking some football this week. So uh, we'll hopefully and uh, definitely have him back here before this season is over, that's for sure. All right, so again, uh, a big thank you to all of the listeners out there. Again, no matter how you do it, whether it's uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, right off of the ntlsports.com website, I don't care how you do it. Just uh, thank you for keeping up the downloads and definitely make sure you're spreading the word and passing on the podcast info to all of your friends who might not be aware of it yet. Again, you can follow us on social media, NTL Now Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram at NTL Now Pod on Twitter as well. And of course, follow the Northern Tier League at ntlsports.com, at NTL Athletics on Twitter, and search Northern Tier League on Facebook for more information there. So, yes, you've got all kinds of ways to follow NTL Sports, whether it's the podcast, the websites, it doesn't matter. You've got all kinds of information at your fingertips, so uh, get out there and see what's going on with the Northern Tier League. But, again, keep up the listenership here on the podcast. Looking forward to another great week next week. I'm heading to the Valley. I'll be at the Lockhart Street Bowl on Friday night. It's Sarah Y. Lusing on Wiggle 100. Join me for the broadcast of that action kickoff scheduled for 7 o'clock. I'm Shane Wilbur. Thanks for tuning in to another great episode of the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.